When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. What is the coolest thing you've ever found? 651-641-1071. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show on MyTalk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. What is the coolest thing you've ever found? Interpret that as you will. Um, but what inspired this question, would you like to know, Bradley Trainer? Yeah, why are we asking? Because um, this story came out a couple days ago about a boat captain who found a message in a bottle from 1926. Oh, that's cool. Well, what's it, it is cool. And I'll be honest, like I first saw the headlines and I saw, saw it in a few different places and I was like, oh, whatever. And I didn't dig too far into the story, but the story's actually really neat. So her name is Jennifer Dowker, and she's the owner of a glass-bottom boat company uh, that um, that is stationed on the Sheboygan River in Michigan. Mm-hmm. And she had been diving underneath her boat, because apparently, of course, this makes sense now, you have to clean the glass on the bottom of the boat so you can see through it. Oh, sure. So she was doing some diving, and she was uh, cleaning the bottom of the boat, Um, she's herself a small business owner and she's doing her thing and she dives down and she does this often where she will grab things, um, that are kind of curious. Specifically, she likes bottles. She collects them and she picked this one up and it was kind of a neat bottle and she brought it into the boat and and then she saw that it had something in it. And specifically, she saw some of the writing, um, on the note that was inside. So she took the cork out and took the note out and the note says, Will the person who finds this bottle return this paper to George Morrow, Sheboygan, Michigan, and tell me where it was found? And then it was signed November of 1926. So she, it was kind of wet. The piece of paper was kind of wet. So she took it, she unfolded it, and she put it in her freezer so that it would, like, lay flat. Oh, sure. She took a picture of it, and it went viral. And then she got a phone call, and that phone call was from a person in George Morrow's family, I think it was her, his daughter, um, called her oh, wow. and was like, that was my dad's handwriting. I recognize it. Isn't that cool? That is really cool. I know. It's this really neat little like story about how even though he's no longer alive, he died in 1995, I think. Um, even though he's no longer alive, he's his family was like, heartened to see this and then she said well let me return this piece of paper to you and she was like no keep it and so it's just a really cool story isn't that neat yeah i know i love that story so then it made me wonder what is the coolest thing you've ever found um and by the way his his daughter 
And this was, oh, by the way, I forgot the other detail of the story. The phone call from the daughter came on Father's Day. Oh. So, yeah, she called her. Her name is um, Michelle Primo, and she's 74 years old. And it's her father that had written this. That's adorable. Yeah. Uh, Let's go to Megan. Megan's on the line. Hey, Megan. Megan, what's the coolest thing you've ever found? Hi. Okay, my story's not as cool as the boat one, but when I was like eight or nine, I found a giant bag of money with my brother in South Minneapolis, Edina area. Stop. What did you do with it? Um, well, it was like thousands of dollars. Whoa. Um, yeah, so we, well, my brother and I were like eight, so we were like throwing up in the air and like going nuts in I'm public. Sure. And my parents called us, calmed us down, and we called the cops, and they, it was, I think, from... Um, like, you know, a bust of some sort, and then oh. we put it in the newspaper, or they did, and then 60 days later, we got it back. No way. That is so cool. Okay, so-, so you got to keep the money. Did you get to buy anything with it? No, my parents kept it. <laughs> Rude! That is not nice. Where did you Where did you find I know. it? Say that one more time. Where, Sorry. Did, where did you find it? I wish I remember. We were going to some movie in, like, either, like, St. Louis Park or Edina. I, can't, I was, like, eight or nine years old, so I, I can't remember. But And this was, like, 20 years ago. But, yeah. That is bonkers. It was in bonkers. a target bag, and it was in dollar bills wrapped up with rubber bands. So there was a lot of bills. Oh, my God. That's so awesome. That is so cool. I can just imagine as a kid, you're just, like, you think that's, like, all the money in the world. We did. Yeah. Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's a cool story. Megan, thank you. I love how she was like, it's not as cool as the message in a bottle story. I think that's a pretty cool story. What is the coolest thing you've ever found? 651, right? 641 1071. I mean, my, I have like dumb little things like, like what? well, when we did a home remodeling project when I was young, uh, they gutted, you know, our kitchen and they went down to the studs. And back in when they built our old house, which was built in like the early 1900s. Yeah. Um, anything, they would use anything as insulation, right? So yeah. if they had like old no- newspapers or whatever, or anything they were using, they would just toss into the wall because it worked as insulation. Yeah. So like we found a bunch of old antique things, like a can of Prince Albert. Oh, you had Prince Albert in a can? We did have Prince Albert in a can. Isn't that cool though? Yeah. Um, and I thought that was kind of a fun little thing to find. I don't know. Oh, for sure. But not, it's no message in a bottle and it's definitely no bag of money. Let's go to Sarah. Hi, Sarah. Sarah, what's the coolest thing you've ever found? Hi. So I moved into a house, and there was a crawl space that I was trying to clean out. There was just kind of junk in there. And there was an old army duffel bag, and we were hoping it was money. (laughs) But it was love letters from the previous homeowners from when he was in the army during world war ii oh that's awesome yeah cool and she was still alive so i was able to track her down and bring him back to her and she told me that her kids told her that they had packed him up (gasps) but they had actually probably never found him no kidding oh that's awesome that you could give those back to her yeah it was really cool oh i love that thank you sarah for that story yeah that's adorable i just heard a story yesterday uh from a a realtor that i know who said who's telling me a story about a, a house that somebody had bought that was like a rehab house yeah and they had knocked down a wall, and in the wall was $5,000. Ooh, nice. I'm just saying, pay close attention. Knock down them walls. To what's in your house. Have you ever found anything cool? No.
Just Honestly, a guy in the bathroom? Like, just a guy in a bathroom once. He found me, actually. <laughs> um, it's a whole different story. Yeah. Uh, Jamie. Oh, that was cute. See what I did there? That was really No, I, I, I racked my brain to try to think of things, you know, like... I, I don't remember ever having that experience of like, oh, my God, I just found something totally cool or serendipitous. Mm. Um, I mean, I find stuff all the time on my walks with my dog, um, but it's usually like little bits and pieces of things. Like dead animals. Yes. Yes. No, I bring like those home. No. no, I did find a like I found a, a piece of jewelry. Oh, uh, it just sits in a dish. I feel like, Bradley, if we got you a metal detector, you oh, have I'd be more all stories. over it. Yeah, Holly, have you ever found anything cool? No, which is sad. I know, isn't that kind of just a bummer? Don't yeah. you want like a good story? Yeah, I want to find a, a box of treasure. Yeah. I want to have a Goonies experience. Right. I will say I, I have found that stuff within my family, right? Like you find things from your family once they pass on mm-hmm. that are pretty cool, but not like out in the world. Well, yeah. Oh, look at there's so many people with stories, but we don't have time. When we come oh, back on the Colleen thanks, and Bradley guys. show, we do here here's something we'll find. We'll find out what Just we should it be to watching. <laughs> It'll be like you're telling it to us. <laughs> uh we'll find out what's in theaters uh from oh, yeah. our friend Paul from Paul's trip to the movies after this on My Talk 1071. Every Friday at this time on the Colleen and Bradley show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Hello. We like to check in with our friend Paul McGuire Grimes from Paul's trip to the movies to see what we should be watching this week. Hello, Paul. Hello. It's great to be here. It's good, good to have you. you. Well, happy Friday, Pew Pew. Oh, yeah. <laughs> pew Pew Pew. Pew Pew Pew. We're so happy to have you because the first thing you're talking about is something we just talked about uh, just a little while ago on the Colleen and Bradley show, and that's F9. I mean, I, it says Cobra all over. Right? It does it, though, but does it? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, this is the ninth movie in the Fast and the Furious franchise. It has been 20 years since the first one came out, and this is still this Hollywood juggernaut. And in this one, we've got Vin Diesel's character, Dominic Toretto, who, and it really is his backstory and the fractured relationship that he had with his brother, Jacob. We get to meet him in this one, played by John Cena, who's joining the franchise. And just, you know, in true Michael Corleone fashion, when Dominic thinks he's done with these, you know, high-stakes missions with his crew, he's pulled back in when he learns that his brother's at the hands of getting his hands on this cyber tool that could kind of wipe out all the world. Okay, so all of that, you said so many words, and I just thought they were racing (laughs) cars. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's you know what's interesting is that the first movie was really about these street racing cars and they turned into kind of a mission impossible James Bond. You know, I've heard people uh you know refer to them as like a Wiley Coyote Roadrunner type of you know movie in their tried and true formula. They you know, the director and the series and the franchise and the fans come for massive cars massive action sequences, tricked out cars, and this mission, you've got a bad guy, and really doing a lot of practical stunts, practical effects um, as part of it. Well, and I imagine, and here's the question that I would have is, you know, for the people who are all in, like this is just, they are probably going to love this, um, because there's something to be said for just showing up and seeing the same familiar faces, especially like in the moment that we find ourselves right now. I can imagine like going back, sitting in a theater, 
for that experience for the first time in probably over a year, seeing familiar yes. faces that you have had yes. a, a, an established relationship with, there has to be something pretty powerful in that that um, the audience who's you know already fans are going to love. Right, They do, and I've gotten to really kind of love this franchise because of the over-the-top nature of it, because of the stunts and the wild action sequences that I'm left scratching my head thinking, how did they pull that off, or who even comes up with these types of sequences to make you think, oh, could that be real? Like, could that actually happen? But then you're seeing, like you said, these familiar faces, and then you have people like Charlize Theron and Helen Mirren, two Oscar-winning actresses, that could really be particular about the projects that they take on, who are coming back. They were both in the eighth movie, the last one, which I didn't necessarily care for, but they're back in this one. So it really says something about the quality and I think the fan base, if they're willing to kind of come back, even if it's for one scene, if it's for, even if it's to be the villain, you know, whatever, uh, to be in it again. And I, what I like is that these movies don't take themselves too seriously. Yeah. Tyrese Gibson's character talks about how, do, how you know, how did they... How do we always leave these? Our cars are always totaled, and we never have a scratch on us. Are we invincible? So, like, there is a um, understanding, self-aware quality of these movies. So how many ticket stubs for F9? F9, three and a half out of five ticket stubs. This one is kind of like a return of fan favorite characters from the third movie, the eighth movie. The climax is bonkers. I don't know how they're going to top themselves for number 10. And they go I to feel like, can I just one. tell I you? I just want to leave it there. I feel like they go, okay. I feel like every time we've talked to you about a Fast and Furious movie, you've said, I don't know how they'll top this one. Right, and that's kind of what's like, you kind of go to it thinking, okay, you did this in eight or seven, like, what do you, what tricks did you have your first sleep here? And you're like, I mean, okay, as somebody magnetic cars, like just whipping through the streets of Europe. Okay, sure. Colleen, right. being a person who continues to watch Grey's Anatomy, like she should be confused uh, at all how something that probably should have gone away years ago is still drawing a okay, crowd. Okay, do not mess because our friend Paul McGuire Grimes also watches. I, yeah, well, love nobody's perfect. Grey's Anatomy. Thank love, you. Love, love, love. What Thank else you. you got for us? Okay, if you don't want to go out, or if you're like, I don't do cars. If you just want a good, if you want a rom com. Good on Papers on Netflix, Netflix streaming. It's from Eliza Schlesinger, who is a stand-up comedian, and she wrote a movie that's mostly based on a true story of how she started dating this Yale alum who seemed really great. He checked all the boxes. He was a hedge fund manager, you know, and then she starts, things don't start to add up. So she gets her best friend, Margot, played by Margaret Cho, to go on this kind of stake-up mission to figure out what is going on with Dennis. And Dennis is played by Ryan Hansen, who you may know from Veronica Mars or Party Down. Okay, so first of all, can we just talk about Margaret Cho? Um, Love her. How is she in this role? Yeah, She's hysterical. She really is like the comedic foil. Like, she's the comedic sidekick. You know, she's the best friend who's got the crazy ideas that will make you laugh. I got to interview all three of them together and it was a hysterical conversation I just want to admit. And I got to I got Margaret to do an impression of her mom. Oh, and so people, gosh. Like, stand up. Like, mm-hmm. go watch the interview because I, I really enjoyed our talk. And I said, you know, Margaret, what would your, did your mom give you any dating advice? And she just, like, went right into it and it was great. I miss so, Margaret Cho. I know. So I think if you are like missing Margaret Cho, watch this movie. If you like Eliza Schlesinger's humor, watch the movie because she wrote it, you know, based. And I think if you've ever had those types of dating experiences where like, 
this guy seems so good, and now he's like kind of lying. Or, <laughs> like, you know, what is going on? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What is wrong with him? Kind of reminded me of Amy Schumer's train wreck as well, because the you know Eliza isn't your typical Reese Witherspoon or Meg Ryan type of character. She's a strong. Uh, well, she's she in the character is written as someone that's strong and as you know opinionated, so people think that she shouldn't be dating. You know where. Eliza Strassinger is kind of holding up this mirror of, like, why are we always believing the man and thinking that women are just crazy or neurotic? So, like, there is this kind of societal mirror that I appreciated, but it doesn't go into it hard enough, I will say. Okay. I had to look up Eliza Schlesinger because I didn't know who she is, and I'm trying to figure out what people might know her from. Is she kind of yeah, a, she- like, out-of-nowhere kind of person? I mean, she is primarily done stand-up. She has some other TV and movie projects that you she, that you may recognize. She was in the movie Pieces of a Woman. If you really did your Oscar watching this past year, mm. you may recognize her. But this is the first movie that she's written. And she structures the movie as if she's telling a stand-up set. So, oh. like, you, she's playing essentially herself. So she's playing a stand-up comedian that's auditioning for TV and movies. And I, throughout it, I kept thinking, I feel like this movie would just be better as a stand-up story. But it's, uh, it's 90 minutes seems stretched a little too long, you know? Yeah. yeah. How many uh, ticket stubs for good on paper? I'm giving it two and a half out of five. Other people may enjoy it. I had a friend that really enjoyed it. It's 90 minutes. So if you just want something on in the background to just kind of throw your mind off and have yeah. a good laugh. I feel like Netflix um, is it. good for that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. Paul McGuire Grimes, thank you so much uh, for those great Thanks movie reviews. Me. Thanks, check Paul. Out, check out all of Paul's uh, social media. You can see those great interviews on his YouTube channel, uh, Paul's Trip to the Movies, and uh, we'll check with him again next Friday. All right, when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley Show, dumb people doing dumb things. We'll tell you all about them after this on My Talk 1071. Dumb people doing dumb things. Really dumb. We love to talk about them. On the air and off the air yeah. on the Colleen and Bradley Show. My Talk 1071 streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley that's Trainer. Yeah, I know. That's why I said it. That's I mean, why the name. That's why, that's why the that, show yeah. is named Colleen and Bradley. Don't wear it's it out. Name. Don't wear it out. Uh, these are your crazy, stupid. Mm-hmm. Well, then, I guess one could say. That's a crazy, stupid idiot. Colleen and Bradley present CSI. It stands for crazy, stupid idiots. It sure does. Why? Well, because the world is full of crazy, stupid idiots. Dumb people doing dumb things repeatedly over and over again. Often tends to stay dumb. New York and Vermont. Okay. Wow. It's a twofer. And New Hampshire. I mean, there's a lot of stuff. Um, and then, like, some Canada is up in here. I mean, there's just a lot going on here. Trust me. 56-year-old Robert Morris has been a wanted fugitive. He's been wanted in New Hampshire for a while. Um, but cops were having a hard time finding him. I don't understand why. It seems like, you know, a human being, you'd be able to find him. They usually leave a paper trail. But apparently he was really good at running. Um, but he also was apparently really good at sailing. I'm sailing. I'm sailing. sailing. Because 
He stole, wait for this. Okay, ready? Ready, ready? He stole a 50-foot yacht worth $1 million. Wow, $1 million. And he took it for a joyride. He stole it from a marina in upstate New York, right on the border of Canada. And then he sailed around for at least two days before a Border Patrol helicopter found him, right? Because, like, the yacht was stolen. Yeah. You can't really hide that. They found him. Uh, it happened on uh, Lake Champlain. So he crossed the entire lake into Vermont. Um, he might be facing more jail time because he crossed state lines. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yep. He had an online court hearing on Wednesday. He said he was just testing the boat out after fixing it up for the owner. Um, but the police found five different sets of boat keys on that exact yacht. They'd all been stolen from the exact same marina. He also said that the owner had given him permission to use the boat, which was not true. Uh, Then he said he was just bringing it to Montreal for the owner, only he wasn't headed toward Montreal. He was going the opposite direction. So he he just is a really big liar. Oh, my gosh. And look at the pic. Look at the boat. Oh, man. I want to. It's a beautiful boat. Like, I would like to steal, steal that and take it for a spin. What? No. No, you just want to know people who have that boat. Because exactly. I don't, don't want to have to maintain that, boat. that boat. Docking fees. Yeah. Then the problem is, is that you have priority. to put up with your friends who own the boat. You have to be like, oh, no, you're my favorite. You have to actually pretend Nobody like you're ever asking them. me out on their boat now. They're right? Like, They're like, oh, Bradley's just... You just want us bring your boat. Bradley's just pretending. Yeah. Um, not, now, not just... True. I just want to give you... I just want to end this with a bang. Uh, at the end of his hearing... He walked off giving everybody the finger. As one does. Yep. Like you do. He's like, I'm out of here. Yeah. Screw this. Bye. Mm. Who's your crazy, stupid idiot, Bradley? Well, thank you for asking. You're welcome. So we are going to go to Dixon City, Pennsylvania. Oh, you know, I love, love. Stop it. Their hot cider. <laughs> the hot, uh, yeah, yeah. Been there, been there. Was a fan of it too until I realized what it was. <laughs> Do you want to share, or are you just going to laugh for your own benefit? No, I feel like you should share. One time, <laughs> Holly and I were doing uh, the thing. A show. Holly and you were on. <laughs> oh, sorry. oh, yeah, because the audience was really confused. Yeah. Thanks for clarifying. <laughs> Lest was, you think that we were doing something else. No, we were doing the show vacation. together. I was on vacation. I heard this vacation. story later, which was delightful. And we used to do our Daily Snap Judgment, which was a question that we asked our audience mm-hmm. uh, on Facebook. And then we would go through, at the end of the show, the answers to our Facebook <laughs> question. And our question, I think, was... Hot chocolate or hot cider. Yes, hot chocolate or hot cider. Um, and somebody <laughs> said... Okay, a brand name. Yep. It was written. The brand name hot, was yep, and, and then, then Dixon, yep. D I X O N, and then cider. Now, do the math, uh, dear listeners. You do you that play at the home. home game. Hot, hot <laughs> cider, mm-hmm. and I just saw the three words: hot <laughs> cider, and I thought, oh, and I said to Holly, hot <laughs> cider, and she's like, huh? huh? <laughs> I go hot. Di- <laughs> Uh, and you thought it was a brand and name. And I was like, I've never had hot <laughs> cider. And Holly's like, yeah, Mimi, I don't think so. And then I was like, oh, Holly. <laughs> then the math 
happened. And then you carried the one. And then we both realized that we were better off on radio than in a math department. There you go. <laughs> Is that how you re- recollected, Holly? Pretty much. Okay. Oh, I got to listen to it on the flip side, and it was delightful. Well, we are going to Dixon City. Known for their hot cider. <laughs> In Pennsylvania, because I want to take you to the Home Depot. So imagine it's it's 326 in the afternoon and you're walking down the aisle at the Home Depot. I don't know. You're getting a sprinkler or a hose or something. You're waiting for them to mix your paint color. That's usually why I'm there. That paint thing is moving. Um, So, yeah, you're, you're walking up and down the aisle, seeing if you need a weed whacker. And all of a sudden you notice something that does not seem normal. In fact, quote, there were two people hanging out in the lumber department doing something. And some people started to pick up on that, that, that something um, that was happening and said, that's not, nece- that's not normal. So police were called and they were escorted from the building. Now, would you like to imagine what was happening in the lumber department? What was happening in the lumber Sounds department? Sounds like it involved wood. Well, it actually did, but not the kind of wood that your dirty mind is thinking. How do you know? Um, I know what they were doing. They had made a makeshift teeter-totter. <laughs> that's a good guess. On one of no. the displays. No, that's uh, that would be a delightful story, too. Holly, you have any uh, ideas what they're doing? Mm, I'm going with what Colleen said. Okay. Uh, no, in fact, what they were doing is probably, it probably sounded like this. Like, imagine you walk up uh, on these people in an aisle in the lumber department at the mm-hmm. Home Depot. Ooh. Ooh. They're trying to scare the wood? Ghosts? <laughs> Close. They were holding a seance. Oh! Okay. In the lumber department. Like you do. Uh, disorderly people having a moment in the lumber department. Why would they be holding a seance in the lumber department? I mean, they were probably trying to communicate with the trees. Yeah. So oh. the sad part is that made sense to me. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what happened. There were oh, people hanging out in the lumber department doing their little exorcism thing. Apparently an exorcism for the dead trees. Oh, honey. When they asked... I gotta see these people. Are there pictures? No, I don't Darn see it. pictures of the people. Darn it. Um, when they were... Uh, when they said... Exorcism? Uh, then they said, yeah. And so they were like, okay, what, we now need you to leave. So the police escorted them from the Home Depot so that they could take their exorcism elsewhere. Why is it is illegal to do an exorcism? Because it's, pr- it's not... You can't do that. For the trees. Why, why not? Those trees died. If Home Depot doesn't want people performing That's exorcisms true. in their Good place point. of business, they don't. They're free to say that. Yeah. Also, I don't know what was involved in the exorcism. Good point. Yeah. Also, candles is not a good idea near wood. Yeah. Also, think about everything that needs a seance if you're going to be doing it for the lumber. That's true. It's just everything. It's true. Three twenty-six p.m. They, the it's hilarious. The Dixon City Police Department's. Um, Accounting of this is 3.26 p.m. Commerce Boulevard, Home Depot, for disorderly people having an exorcism in the lumber aisle for dead trees. They were escorted from the building. <laughs> it's just very dragnet. Oh. Uh, are you ready for another crazy, stupid idiot? Yep. We are taking a journey to Bethel Connecti Cut. Oh, okay. Hi. This occurred on 2 a.m. On 2 a.m.? At 2 a.m. On a Sunday morning. Bethel police observed a man stumbling in a parking lot. 
they told the guy not to drive his vehicle because he was stumbling. The people who were who found this guy stumbling in the parking lot. But he got in his vehicle and started driving it anyway. So Bethel police responded to the scene and they were uh, trying to pull this guy over by using their police lights and their sirens. The guy made it all the way home, though, and parked his car at his home. The uh, state or the police then extracted him from the vehicle and began to give him uh, all the tests that they do for DUI, right? Well, yeah. turned out he was drunk. Um, he was eventually arrested and he was transported to the Bethel Police Department. Uh, the guy's name is Andrew Murphy, and he was charged with DUI, disobeying a signal from an officer and interfering with police. All of that, very garden variety. Yeah, You're like, that's not crazy, stupid idiot. That's just a plain old... Drunk driver, which yeah, is not okay. And we do normal. not we do not condone that. That's not okay. Or I mean it's not normal for crazy stupid idiots. We need something else. Here's the something else. Oh. Um the guy, Andrew Murphy, is a police officer in troop A for the Connecticut Police Department. So it was his buddies who were he should have what I'm saying is he should have known better. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the very guy who has made countless stops just as such was the one that had the what is the word what is the term the teacher had the student physician the, heal thyself yeah something like that the teacher hath become the student the student yes when we return on the Colleen and Bradley show we are going to play a little game and uh, what's that game called Bradley throwback live we're going to do that after this on my talk one oh seven one.